Today is Monday, February 26, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. We're here tonight again for another monthly message from Our Lady, February 25th, 2018. It's always exciting to see what Our Lady's going to say and what she's got for us in our hearts, as well as those that's going to live centuries from now, how they'll look at these messages. And what do we do into the church every Sunday? We go to the early Christians. We listen to the Gospels. We listen to what they say. People are going to be interested in what we live now to know what they need to live centuries from now if the world lasts so long or even a hundred years from now so what we're doing is something important our lady calls us apostles there's been millions of people go to Medjugorje can all of them claim to be apostles she wants large numbers but through the years many wear out they fade away or they go only so far what I ask. So a lot of people think there can be a huge number of apostles, but it's not so. It's just like the Navy SEALs. It's not the ones who make it. It's the ones who are vetted through the trials and the difficulties, the testing, and those left standing become the SEALs. And so it is our lady's plans. This comes more clearer to us now. There's got to be a trial by fire in the midst of what the scripture says that happens to you because gold is refined in fire. The apostles represent that purification, that gold. So people wonder why it's so difficult once you go through conversion. The purpose of that is to vet because if you can be our lady's apostle, there can be no self-interest. There can be no self-love. There can be no selfish. There can be no ego. There can be anything that would retard you from giving Our Lady everything and putting yourself second to everything. So our call was a serious one, and many people answered to it, and many people fallen away and gotten cold. Our Lady actually said a message to you, my children, basically say faithful to my messages because many will grow cold and they will fall away. And indeed, I've been walking through this for 30 years, I've seen many, many people come and go. They were on fire. They were light. But they became an ember. If you don't do what a lady says, if you're not practicing the messages and putting them into life, if you're not praying three hours a day, you can't make it. Satan will beat you up. We have to do that, especially those 
we've been called to specific missions for a lady. And anybody can do that. But not everybody will do that. And not anybody can just make it. So our lady gives us a difficult task. And she comes yesterday, February 25th, 2018, and gives us words that are pretty incredible. A simple message, but a beautiful message. Our Lady of Medjugorje's February 25th, 2018, monthly message for the world. Dear children, in this time of grace, I am calling all of you to open yourselves and to live the commandments which God has given you, that they may lead you through the sacraments on the way of conversion. The world and worldly temptations are testing you. But you, little children, look at God's creatures, which he has given to you in beauty and humility. And little children, love God above everything, and he will lead you on the way of salvation. Thank you for having responded to my call. This message intrigues me greatly because it's so simple, but it says some profound things. One, you're in a time of grace. Two, live my commandments. Three, the sacraments. And then she talks about the testing and the temptations. The world, actually she parallels this in one sentence, two different things. The world and worldly, and then temptations and testing. So the word and the worldly temptations are testing you. This is what we just spoke about, that vetting. Because Our Lady has to end up with people that would do everything she asks in the future. She doesn't want any second-rate people working for her. Yet, at the same time, she accepts broken vessels, people who can't do what an apostle would do. Jesus didn't just take everybody, even his disciples. So there's many broken people that are to come, so it's not putting them in a second-rate position. But Our Lady calls everybody, then she vets them down to take the top of that, who can hold up to the devil. We've seen people that have been given gifts and conversions and beautiful things that took place, but what happened in the end, they couldn't hold up to it. Yet they still love Our Lady. They'll be with her. And so if you're thinking of apostleship, it's much more serious than just a simple call when we and we just join this little fraternity and thinking somebody who is just an idealist rather than somebody who's a realist. Our Lady is real. Everything she's doing is for the realist to understand the situation, how difficult this will be. So Our Lady says, word, worldly, and then temptations and testing. Then Our Lady says something really interesting in this message. It's Our Lady's announcement. It's what used to be called, hear ye, hear ye. That was somebody out going to make a public announcement that was saying, listen to me. They'd go on the streets. They didn't have speakers. They didn't have radios. They didn't have television. They didn't have all the cell phones. So in the old days, what they'd go out on the streets to make a proclamation or some announcement for the king or the queen or whatever. And hear ye, hear ye means listen to me. And it's used to introduce a public announcement. Our ladies, hear ye, hear ye is right here in our message. The worldly and the worldly temptations are testing you, but you, and then she says the words, to listen to me. She gets ready. And her hear ye, hear ye is little children. 
And when she's about to say something, she wants you to listen real closely and carefully. Here's the announcement. Look at God's creatures, which he has given to you in beauty and humility. An amazing thing. And then she goes on and says, and, and then she says it again, hear ye, hear ye. Little children, love God above everything, and he will lead you on the way of salvation. So we have a, something that is contrary to each other, and that's the worldly and his temptations and his testing versus God's creatures. Satan has amassed a great plan to keep us preoccupied with the world, connected to the world, and yet she comes in and says, look at his beauty and his humility of his God's creatures. Our kids are around animals all day long. I don't think you see any shooter anywhere if they were raised in a grand way of life. Yes, you got people that go wayward in that. But there's no self-esteem in these kids because all they do all day long is dealing with worldly things. There's nothing to be built. When you're around animals, and our kids see animals before rosary, after rosary, in the morning, in the evening, they're constantly around them. The most of the world now sees animals only in the sense of a teddy bear or a little stuffed dog because they've gotten away from the grand way of life. The beauty of God's creation and the beauty of the humility of it, of how grand God is, says a lot about him. When I read this message, I was thinking, okay, of all God's creatures, what would be the creature that's most beautiful in creation? A whale? An eagle? What would you think it would be? What do you think would be the most beautiful creature he's created? I'll tell you, it's a horse. The majesty, the way these things were created, there's nothing more beautiful than a horse. And the more familiar you are with this, the more you would agree with it. You would say, well, I'd say the most beautiful thing is the eagle. No, as far as man goes and the beautiful and the humility of it, the horse is at the top of the food chain. Why is that important? Because it represents beauty and humility. In the scriptures, there's two triumphs of Christ. In Matthew 21, it says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethridge, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Zechariah. Can you imagine? Jesus is Palm Sunday. He's doing his big triumph. He's going through the golden gates in the wall of Jerusalem, and everybody's praising and throwing palms and throwing the cloaks down in front of him. And I can just see Judas with the twelve says, Jesus needs some choreographs. Why is he riding a little bitty coat? A donkey, a baby donkey. I'm sure he was embarrassed by that because the humility of it. And Zechariah says, say to daughter Zion, behold, your king comes to you humble. Today, our lady said, humility. Humble and riding on a donkey and on a coat, the foal of a donkey. It ain't even full grown, but it's a baby. Today, Jesus would be probably charged for cruelty writing something like that but that contradicts everything and here it is god does things in a humble way and i lay showing this and then we got the beauty side because we know the most beautiful creature that he made as far as animals we're a creature itself except we have a soul is what 
is shown that God chose what Jesus chose to show the majesty of who he is. In his second coming, it says in Revelations, when Christ comes back, the second one is not going to represent humility. It's going to represent the majesty and the beauty of God and his son. Revelation says, then I saw heaven opened up and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. His eyes were like a flame on fire and on his head were many crowns. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven, it wasn't just Jesus. It's not tanks. It's not what man made. It's what God made and the beauty. He shows this first triumph, riding the little coat, a little foe, and he ends up coming in the beauty and the majesty. He ends up riding with, the scripture continues, the armies in heaven, clothed with fine linen, white and clean, who also followed him on white horses. It's God's choice. The power of that. There's something that he says, look at God's creatures which he has given to you in beauty and humility. That sentence struck me so strongly because I'm so familiar with horses. My children in the community are. And it's the choice of heaven, of how Christ will come back. And there's a lot to be said about that. So when we look at God's animals and all the creatures he's made, we, we look at what man makes. Man is so prideful that he thinks of his technology, of what he does and how he's built it and how great he can do things and how he can go to Mars recently as he just launched this and all the pride that goes with it. And Our Lady invites us to look at the creatures to learn who he really is. There's something about being oneness, oneness in God. We read a book years ago called The Boys in the Boat. And in that book, it talked about something about oneness. How do you become together with other people in total sync? And we got a small read about that now out of the book. The story is about the 1936 Olympic rowing team. Uh, the Washington Seattle boys had to rise above all of the other states that were competing and they were much more disadvantaged than any other team. To become one amongst nine individuals that make up the rowing team is extremely difficult. So the scene is, is that the night before the final time trial in a big race with California University, the Washington boys, both the varsity and the junior varsity teams, go out late at night for one more practice run. The wind is died down, the waters are calm, the waters being, as they described it, ink black. It was a moonless night. Light poured out from windows of homes and shell houses as they rode by. Bobby Mock is a coxswain. He is the one that steers the boat. He calls out the directions. He tells them to slow down, to speed up, to give more. And the team members must trust blindly and obey these directions. So Bobby Mock, and I'm quoting now from the book, set the varsity boys to rowing at a leisurely 22 or 23. Joe Rance and his crewmates chatted softly with the boys in the other two boats, but they soon found that they had pulled out ahead. 
without meaning to, just pulling soft and steady. Soon, in fact, they had pulled so far ahead that they could not even hear the boys in the other boats. And then, one by one, they realized they couldn't hear anything at all except for the gentle murmur of their blades dipping into and out of the water. They were rowing in utter darkness now. They were alone together in a realm of silence and darkness. Years later, as old men, they all remembered the moment. Bobby Mock recalled, You couldn't hear anything except for the oars going in the water. It'd be a zip, and that's all you could hear. The oar locks didn't even rattle on the release. They were rowing perfectly, fluidly, mindlessly. They were rowing as if on another plane, as if in a black void among the stars, just as their coach, Pocock, had said they might. And it was beautiful. And this is what swing is. Total, perfect oneness, unity, coming in sync with each other. This is what Ray is coming for. She's showing us how to be in sync with her, how to be in perfect and oneness. And that's why we have to go through so many temptations and testing to be purified by fire, that the results of that is getting a body of people risen up that she can depend on to do whatever that needs to do. They went on to win the Olympics against Hitler. It was a big, big thing. But it took them years to get to there. At least been doing this for 30 years. It's taken us years to get where we are. I can say that this is cored out through nature. And that's what Ali is really given an incredible thing in this message, saying man's creation by the world's ways and God's creation. Our Lady has never said creation in all the messages, the second of the month, all the private messages, all the 25th messages. She's only said the word creation two times. That was there at our place in Alabama. Our Lady knew what she wanted to create out of her community, out of our family, basically. The community didn't exist at that time. It was almost six years later before it came into some kind of meaningful position. But I became in sync with Our Lady. I was in tune with her. I was in tune more with her with the messages even before I, I heard of Medjugorje. I'd been walking that way. But it took practice. It took years of prayer. And I came into a point where I felt that. That was oneness with God, oneness with her. And she was able to do things at our place, in our home, with our family that hasn't done anywhere outside of Medjugorje. It wasn't me. It was her. I came in sync with her even before I knew her as the Lady Queen of Peace of, of Medjugorje. I would have been walking that path. And I walked that path. The first message she gave me through Maria was to live in humility. And then you pray and by witness and you'll attain what you desire. And my desire was God's, nothing else. Years ago riding horses, there's a point that comes that when you ride them, not everybody meets this, not everybody will experience it, but you come to that swing where you've ridden horses so much that you become one with them. And I would take a horse out in a large, large pasture, no bridle, no saddle, 
and got to where I could ride bareback so balanced with them that I would just kick them to run full blast, hold on to the main, and let it do what it wanted to. It could turn, it could run the fence, turn on 90 degrees. And and I, one day I was doing this, and I completely felt a passage. Something happened, and I, fe- I went in sync. I became one with the horse. I wouldn't fall. I couldn't fall. When he turned, I turned with him. I balanced with it. And I really actually can picture myself at that moment. And I felt the moment I came in sync. I came in the swing. It was something very ecstatic, something thrilling, something that I knew. I didn't even bounce on his back. I was just completely worn with his muscles and the power of that horse, the, the strength of it. And being one with the horse is something glorious. The Indians used to talk about this. And you'll know when it happens. And again, not everybody experiences that. But not everybody experiences with their lady being in sync with her. I felt those passages with her. She won't sit with you. She's calling you for that. This is what this, this is a great message I'm telling you today. And the fact that she said, go out in creation. The fact that she's mentioned creatures before. But the fact that she's never mentioned creation to me is always something special that she designates the witness of what happened with my walk with her and the family and then later the community that she asked for. It opened the door to her to say, let's establish a community here. You're in sync with me. And if they get in sync with you, then I've got a body of people that's willing to be apostles and consecrate their lives as singles, consecrate themselves as families. And that parallels the message where she said, I want to call you together and talk to people in Medjugorje, pro group, and I want you to be consecrated. You can be consecrated in any state and life. You can be married. You can be single. Our Lady formed this, and she only could do that because of the walk and the sink that I held nothing back. And so the beauty of what we do, the humility of what we do, we see and live all day long around animals. Our kids are constantly touching horses, touching pigs, touching sheep, everything. It's beautiful. They bring them to the rosary. You who visit have seen that. And their day's filled with that. They milk the cows. This kid who just did the shooting in Florida, when his mother died, another boy at school knew about it and told his parents, and he was homeless, so they brought him in. And that's why he was living when he did the Parkland shooting down in Florida, killing 17 people. But what these parents said of the boy who brought Cruz in, the killer, they said he didn't know how to do anything. 18 years old, 19 years old, he was totally incapable of doing any functions that took care of himself. They were shocked at this. How can you come of that age and not do nothing? It's because we're away from the grand way of life. Here it is, our lady saying, the world which teaches nothing but electronics, sit on the couch, not have to do anything. And the mother of Cruz, the foster mother who adopted him, did everything for him. Everything. So he never learned how to do anything. She thought love was mean, just lowered him off with everything and always trying to spoil him. And that's what happened. Many things in the poor man God showed Judas was spoiled. I guarantee if this kid was raised around animals and responsibilities, he wouldn't be this way. You don't see shooters that have that kind of work ethic. You don't see them depressed like this one kid was. And so Our Lady is showing this, don't go toward these things. She's talking about the world and worldly temptations and the testing. What's going on all day long? What do people do the most in this world? I don't care if in Europe. Europe's even worse than the United States. Everywhere you go, there's a writing about 
a study that was done in regards to how many times people touch their cell phones throughout the day. And so they did a study with the devices and they monitored these things and they found out the typical cell phone user touches his phone 2,670 times every single day. Can you imagine that if you're touching the rosary like that and praying just a tenth of that? That's according to a study research firm called Discount. But that's just the average user. The study found the extreme cell phone user, meaning the top 10%, touch their phones more than 5,400 times a day. You wonder why our lady said the world and worldly temptations are testing you, but you little children look at God's creatures, which he has given to you in beauty and humility. That's two different dynamic paths. The report continues. It says, to test a previous study that found that cell phone users go through 150 mobile devices sessions every day. The folks at Discount tracked 94 Android users with a special tool that counted the study the participants every mobile's device and related actions of 24 hours for five days. Actions like typing, tapping, swiping the phone screen counted as a touch. The discount research also found that an average user spent 145 minutes on the phone and engaged in 76 phone sessions per day. As for iPhone users, Apple recently confirmed that its device users unlock their phones 80 times every day. That's about as much as six times to seven times every hour. So no matter your smartphone preference, the facts make a clear point. People are addicted to their mobile devices. I would change and challenge that point. They're saying people are addicted to their mobile devices. I would say they're possessed by it without even knowing about it. This is an amazing thing. But yet you know it, and yet you can accept it. But what are you doing to change it? This is what's making and creating everything from killers to people losing the way to false idols, which Our Lady says, open yourselves and live the commandments. You cannot study and you're not going to go the commandments when you were commanded 2,000 times a day with something holding to you that tells you what to do. You work for it. It lords over you. Why does the lady have to come up and say this? In this time of grace, I'm calling all of you to open yourselves and live the commandments which God has given you, that they may lead you to the sacraments on the way of conversion. Not the world, I'm adding the word not, not the world, worldly temptations and testings of you. I'm adding a little bit to make them more smoother. But you, hear ye, hear you, little children, look at God's creatures, which he has given to you in beauty and humility. That's where you need to put your kids. You need to have responsibilities. They need to have something. You know, you know the self-esteem this cruise guy had was zero. Why? Because he didn't know how to do nothing. What do you do when you take one of our eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds and we bring in a total wild horse, 1,200 pounds, veins popping out of his legs and chest and his hind end, the majesty of these things when they're wild or they get frightened. And here's a little, well, Faith, I think weighs 60, maybe 75 pounds. Here's a 10-year-old girl. And she can get in front of this thing and tame this thing from the ground. They've learned how to break these horses. Then they can take a wild horse and get on it. Do you know what that does to their self-esteem? 
75 pounds versus 1200 pounds of pure majesty the majesty is such that jesus comes back on revelations as a symbolic of power i tell you what they have confidence we had two important people coming from the state of alabama with the government because we're doing some things we want to have inspected as far as agrarian stuff and they were very impressed with what they saw. But you know who greeted them in the gravel parking lot? Four or five of our kids. And I'm not talking about the 10, 11-year-olds. I'm talking about the three, four, and five-year-olds. And they told us about their encounter. It was amazing. They just started coming, asking questions. Who are they? What do they do? The social dynamics of our children, being raised with animals, having self-esteem, knowing that they can do these things and, and get in dangers and, and conquer that, makes them confident they're not depressed about things with the work ethics that they have waking up in the summertime milking cows we're away from this this is the cure and our children work we have the labor laws that came up because we had a lot of kids being abused in what they call sweatshops in new york and around the world so they go the wrong way they go opposite they go all the way and just stop all kids from working I know near in Shelby County, that our place where we live, that they wanted to stop several moms who have a little clothing shop on the, on the district of Highway 280 because they bring the kids there and the kids are sweeping the floor and helping. Let them learn how to work. This is wrong. This is what's wrong with the youth. This is what's wrong with crews. We got labor laws telling you you can't work to 16. When do you learn how to work? When you're four or five, six or seven. So the mom's not home. Nobody's making them do that. They just go out of school. Then they go to sports. Learning nothing. And most of all, low self-esteem. Where they get it from sports? Is that going to do everything? Look at the attitude of many of the NFLs. Making millions of dollars. They don't respect the flag. And they'll end up depressed. Because inside of them, they don't know what they can do. What our lady showed us as how to do that. And this was before our message I had this in me. I put this in my children. Yes, they falter. Yes, they'll fall. But that's part of it. Our lady says, I'm with you in your falls. And I'm still holding your hands. Because everybody does that. But if you train them in the way right, and they go off over, and you got a clear black and white line, they know when they're across the line. Today, everybody's in a gray zone. Kids don't know where they are. They don't have a distinct thing like, hey, I'm doing wrong. i got to get back on the side. Billy Graham's son, Billy Graham, of course, just died. His son went, was drunken, partying, and all kind of stuff. Now he's running the ministry. Why? Because there was a distinct line to come back to. Everybody would test something in some way. So we have these things taking place. And Our Lady tells us all these things. And we have something incredible, she says, also in this message. She says yesterday, in this time of grace. How can that be? Fires in California, earthquakes around the world, hurricanes, and epic flooding in Florida and Texas, school shootings. And our lady says, we're in a time of grace? How can it be if our lady says, this is a time of grace while I'm with you, make good use of it. You got government corruptions and scandals, drug epidemics, ISIS. And then our lady says on October 25th, 2006, today the Lord permitted me to tell you again that you live in a time of grace. How can that be? Why does the lady say that? 
Look at the stark division in nations and the church. All these new diseases and sicknesses, destruction of marriage and the family. And then our lady says, January 2nd, 2000, at this great and holy time in which you have entered, this doesn't even make sense. We saw so many things happen like financial insecurity, fake news, dishonest and corrupt media, the moral foundation of a whole nation crumpling. And then our lady comes along and says, June 25th, 1993, I was in Medjugorje. This was an incredible message when I heard it. I said, wow. Our lady says, dear children, these times are particular. Wow. What does that mean? I knew Medjugorje was different. This wasn't Fatima. This wasn't Guadalupe. This wasn't Juan Diego. These times are particular, and therefore I am with you to protect you. To protect what? She says, your heart. From what? She says, from Satan. And this is 1993. And now she comes up yesterday and tells us, you look at God's creatures, and you learn the beauty and the humility of God. And then you'll love God above everything, and he'll lead you a way of salvation. Cruz didn't get salvation. He never had that exposure. Most kids aren't getting it today. And it's going more further and further away from grand way of life. A lady said also in this 1993 message, I call you anew to live my messages and put them into life and to practice. You have to practice these messages. It's not something we just throw away and just say, okay, I'll do this. We've got to look at everything with a new mentality, a new way of understanding. Why? Because the world is very wicked. Very wicked. And when Our Lady talks about creation, don't be snowed by people out there like Julia Roberts, who did a commercial. They have a whole series of these radical environmentalists to hijack, because Satan always mimics, because he knows he's got his electronics, but when he talks about God's creation, let's change it to something else. So we want you to hear this spot that's played by these radical people about what they say instead of the mother of Our Lady and what she's the queen of the universe, how the earth itself, it doesn't need nobody. The commercial actually says, I don't really need people. That's Mother Earth speaking. Our Lady says, I need you. It's just the opposite. This is the antithesis of Our Lady. But it goes on and says, people need me. Our Lady says, you need God. And it says, as Mother Nature, yes, your future depends on me. Our Lady said the world would have destroyed itself if she had not come. And it goes into the lie about the earth being here for eons and eons. It's not true. It's proven. We know that. Our Lady existed since the beginning of time when earth created. That was in God's idea. And of course, my oceans, Satan just wants to take what God created. So listen carefully to this and how satanic it is because it mimics God and to cancel out and misguide people. When they hear our lady say, look at God's creatures, and we think, Earth is God. Some call me nature. Others call me Mother Nature. I've been here for over four and a half billion years. 22,000 500 times longer than you. I don't really need people, but people need me. Yes, your future depends on me. When I thrive, you thrive. When I falter, you falter. Or worse. 
but I've been here for eons. I have fed species greater than you, and I have starved species greater than you. My oceans, my soil, my flowing streams, my forests, they all can take you or leave you. How you choose to live each day, whether you regard or disregard me, doesn't really matter to me. One way or the other, your actions will determine your fate, not mine. I am nature. I will go on. I am prepared to evolve. Are you? Very clever, very slick, very glib, very satanic. God's creatures which he has given to you in beauty and humility. We were given dominion over the animals. We were given dominion over the earth. And Satan wants to take us out of that, out of that circle of a grand way of life. And for those who can't be taken out or won't take it out, turn them into earth freaks, idol worshippers of nature instead of the creator. Our lady said at our house, an incredible message that ties all this together. She says, dear children, I call you to peace. Today our lady says, look at God's creatures. What does that bring? It brings peace. When you miss God's creation, understand he's the creator. The results is that. Live it, this goes back to 1988, continuing, live it in your heart and all around you will know peace. Peace which does not come from you but from God. We can't make peace. We can't create it. We can maintain what God gave us, the grace of peace. Where does it come? From our surroundings. She says, little children, there goes you hear ye again. December 25th, 1988. Jesus was born at midnight, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. The only 25th message ever been given at the exact birth and celebration of the time zone Maria had her apparition for the 25th was December 24th, December 25th, 1988. Maria's had an apparition a couple of minutes before midnight. And Jesus was born at midnight. And this message went on into the 25th, a beautiful thing. So this is a heightened message. Our lady says, I call you to peace. Live it in your heart and all around you so that all know peace. Peace which does not come from you but from God. And then Our Lady ends the message by saying this. It is for this peace that I have come as your mother, queen of peace. Not mother nature but the queen, the queen of the universe. And she says, today I give you my special blessing. Then in an extraordinary way, she says, today I give you my special blessing. Bring it to all creation so that all creation will know peace. And I saw this message yesterday, and that's what I thought about because at midnight, when Maria told me about this after the apparition, I knew I needed to go bless around me because she says all around you 
so there were no peace. And go bless creation. As through God the Creator, because He did that. We're so far from understanding these things that we've lost our peace because our peace now is a false peace, a lying peace, all in electronics, idolatry. And we don't even see it. We don't even understand it. And yet, Ali said in 93, in this particular time, and then she tells us yesterday, this is a special time, and yet everything's falling apart. What does all this mean? Man's advances and his pride, what he's done with computers, electronics, sending man to the moon, to Mars, all these things. You think about this so great, how he looks, and he can't even make a squirrel. What enjoyment through your lifetime do you have just watching a squirrel, having one in one yard, and seeing some of the things and funny things that happen with it? These things bring truth of God in his existence. And it's a blessing, and it's beautiful. Man still can't make that. He can't even make a leaf, a leaf that can come out in the spring that makes chlorophyll. It's a manufacturing plant with millions and millions of cells, takes the sun to photosynthesis, make food, send it back to the tree, and it's so fragile, and it goes through storms all the way to fall. It stays on there. Something so thin and something so alive and so complex and so simple. Man still can't do that. He does nothing. He's full of pride. And Our Lady says, given to you in beauty and humility. Because a squirrel can hold your attention. And you may be impressed at a robot at a car factory, but you'll get bored with that after a while. But you don't get bored with the animals and God's creation and his nature. But don't fall for the Harrison Fords, who also made another commercial. An angry thing that water is God and it's in control. And yet Genesis 21 says, So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it, according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. The water, when it becomes a God, and the Harrison Fords and all these movie stars that made about 20 of these demonic commercials to brainwash people that have no knowledge of God the Creator, they're building a whole new world without God. I am the ocean. I'm water. I'm most of this planet. I shaped it. Every stream, every cloud, and every raindrop it all comes back to me. One way or another, every living thing here needs me. I'm the source. I'm what they crawled out of. Humans, they're no different. I don't owe them a thing. I give, they take. But I can always take back. That's just the way it's always been. It's not their planet anyway. Never was. Never will be. But humans, they take more than their share. They poison me, then they expect me to feed them. Well, it doesn't work that way. If humans want to exist in nature with me, 
and off of me. I suggest they listen close. I'm only going to say this once. If nature isn't kept healthy, humans won't survive. Simple as that. With or without humans, I'm the ocean. I covered this entire planet once, and I can always cover it again. That's all I have to say. Incredible. And how many people will listen to this and be swayed by it? Because they don't have religion. They don't have any encounter about cities, streets, and concrete, and electronics. They don't know truth anymore. I shaped it, Harrison Ford says, talking as the ocean is God. It all came back to me, every raindrop. Humans, they're no different. I don't owe them a thing. The ocean is mad. He's angry. This God. I give, they take. But I can't always take it back. Is not their planet. See, that contradicts scriptures. So God created the creatures of the sea and every living thing which the water teems and the moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Also, Genesis says, I give you dominion over all the animals and the plants and the cattle of the field. But this demonic promotion says just the opposite. And they're such hypocrites because they're denying God and say it's not their planet when God gave us dominion over it. And yet the commercial wants to call upon the scriptures to prove itself when it says, I covered this planet once. Isn't that hypocritical? When did God cover the planet once? So now they're reverting back to the biblical. And it says, I can always cover it again. Well, God said he'd never do that. That's why he gave us the symbol of the rainbow. And so this message has so many things you can go on about, and it's one of the most important messages that is given to us about God's creation. So what does it come down to? That we are to be protected by her. She's here for that. So what does all this boil down to? What is the lady here for? To bring us back to her son. How is she going to do it? Through love. She said that. God's creatures, which he has given to you, we have the creatures, we have dominion over. In beauty and humility, and little children love God above everything. And in other words, she's here for uprising, a revolution, a revolution of love. Why? Because she says, I believe that love is love. God is love. That's his very essence. He's not an angry ocean. He's not an angry Mother Nature and another 20 of these weird commercials, this demonic. She's here to start this, to come to her son, to know who his face is, and let's recognize him for who he is. Our Lady teaches us today a special message. This is not a message just to go back to and read it, because this is one of those simple ones, and most simple ones are the most profound ones, because they say so much. Go look at December 25th, 1988. Study that message. Why did she do that? We're in the middle of mountains. We went to creation. We moved out of the city for that. There's a message in all that in real time that it's the only Christmas message that really happened at the time of what happened in Bethlehem, of what happened in Birmingham. 
Our Lady has done so many things to make us understand her messages, given us cognition. And so her eyes are wide open to recognize that changes is coming. And it feeds the fires of the fear of many people. Because it's time of decision if you're going to be a part of this uprising of love. Recognizing change It feeds the fires of the fear Where human love seems strange I'm gonna rise above I believe that love is love I'm gonna raise my hands With every woman, child and man I'm gonna start an She's here now for revolution, spiritually renew the whole world. Had she not come, it would have destroyed itself. Not the oceans, not Mother Nature. Man himself, because he has dominion always over it. The earth will always repair itself. God programmed that to be so. And so Our Lady, when she says August 25th, 1997, 
live all the words which I'm giving you through this time of grace. November 25th, 2008. Also today, I call you in this time of grace. December 25th, 1995. This is the time of grace. February 25th, 2000. This is a time of grace that God gives you. Seize it. You're given dominion over the future of the world through Jesus Christ, the Son of by the Virgin Mary, whose authority now the earth is in her care. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.